with me because my heart is feeling a little bit heavy today. The reason why I do this podcast and why I try to create a platform for myself in general is to share my story and in doing that, help others share theirs. But our stories are not always beautiful. They are not always easy. Sometimes our story has a lot of hardships and struggle and pain and tears. Today is a day that I'm just feeling some of that weight that comes with those struggles. And I'm influenced to do this because I've just been very sensitive to the people around me and not only the people around me, but the things I've been consuming online have been very focused on the struggles of others. So I've been feeling a lot of heaviness in me of just this universal pain that we all experience, the grief of loss and the struggle of heartbreak and the vulnerability of it all. So today might not be a happy day, but it doesn't mean it's a bad one. It's just a real one. Today is one of those days that I just feel the realness of life, the heaviness that can come with life. Hearing the struggles of others just touches so deeply with my own. The reason that we all gravitate towards transparency and vulnerability and people who are brave enough to share their stories is because it touches the most sensitive sides of ourselves, the most raw and honest sides of ourselves, the sides of ourselves that we ourselves might not even feel comfortable touching. Like when an influencer or celebrity or somebody who who you follow on social media is just a little bit more transparent today than they usually are, those posts tend to get more attention and it's, it's like, why? Why is the idea of vulnerability so magnetic? And I think it's quite obvious, actually. I think it's just the idea that someone is brave enough to share their own struggles oftentimes sheds a lot of light on our own. And hearing somebody else's vulnerability just relates to our own in so many ways because we all experience the same struggles in different ways. So to hear somebody else open up about something that we ourselves have struggled with, well, there's a certain type of comfort in that. There's a certain type of comfort in experiencing somebody else's pain and feeling it touch your own pain. And there's a certain sacredness in sharing pain as heavy and hard as it might be, doesn't mean that it can't be beautiful. Just because something hurts doesn't mean you have to run away from it. And there's a sacredness in the unity that comes with just sharing each other's pain. So today, I want to talk about a pain that we all experience, and that pain is heartbreak. More so, holding on to something that no longer serves us and the pain of holding on to a false sense of hope. I call that fatal attractions. Do you find yourself giving more than you receive? Do you find yourself begging for the same things? Are you moving mountains with ease for someone who won't even give you the bare minimum? Do you find yourself settling? Is hope the only thing you have left? Are you anchored in a toxic cycle? Has the chaos become familiar? Has inconsistency become consistent? 
Do you find yourself so helplessly attached to someone who just keeps hurting you? Draining you of the little hope you have left? Robbing you of your glory? Making you question it all? Well, you might be in a fatal attraction. The only consistency in these is pain and disappointment. The highs never get too high, but the lows run deep. They create valleys in your essence and tidal waves in your being. The storm is never too far away. Sunny days don't last long. The gloom is always lurking ahead. Turning a blind eye to it won't make it go away. Familiarity keeps you anchored. Hope keeps you from going astray. Nothing good comes out of a fatal attraction. And by the time most people realize this, it's already too late. To be fatally attracted to someone is self-explanatory. The attraction will run you dry, leave you empty, and kill your spirit. All of us either have a level of toxicity in ourselves, have witnessed a level of toxicity in our relationships, or most of the time it's both. And a lot of times it's difficult to differentiate this toxicity from love. A lot of times people confuse the two or believe that they are the same thing. And that's why people have this idea that love hurts. When in reality, what's hurting is the attachment. What's hurting is the toxicity. It isn't the love that's hurting. Love does not hurt. Love heals. Love itself is a pure feeling. Love is one of those things that are just so pure in life and they are placed here to heal us and to save us. What hurts is being attached to somebody who has a sense of brokenness to them. And we all do. So what hurts is when our attachment with a broken person interferes with our own brokenness. And then our brokenness starts to clash with each other. Or we can feel somebody else's baggage, but we are deeply attached to this person. So in turn, their baggage starts to hurt us. We hurt from seeing them hurt. And then we also hurt from the secondhand exposure to their own issues and traumas and wounds and everything that they haven't yet healed from. And that's what happens when attachments run deep. When you have an intimate relationship with somebody, boundaries start to disappear. And when boundaries disappear, then everything sorts, sort of flows into things that it's not supposed to flow into. Our baggage becomes somebody else's and somebody else's becomes ours. We expect them to fight our battles for us or we feel the obligation to fight theirs for them. And that is where the hurt stems from. And then we start to expect things out of them and then be disappointed when they don't fulfill our expectations. And the disappointment is what hurts. The attachment is what hurts. The baggage, the trauma, the wounds, the history, the unhealed issues are what hurt. The love isn't what hurts though. And I feel like it's dangerous to confuse this or to lose sight of this or to think that love is supposed to hurt because then we start to settle for this as normal. Then we start to settle for toxic relationships and toxic cycles and fatal attractions as normal. It's normal to be broken. It's normal not to be perfect, of course. But it's not normal to settle for this. It's not normal to never work 
to heal yourself, to just get caught up in the cycle of things and the routine of things. And it's become so familiar day after day after day. It's the same thing, same cycle, same patterns repeating themselves, same failed communication, same falling victim to your bad habits or the other person's bad habits. When that starts to become a routine, that is not normal and that is dangerous. And getting caught in that routine is scary because some people are caught for 10, 20, 30 years before they look back and say, just wow, I've been unhappy in my relationship for 30 years. And this is what I see when I witness my parents' relationship. I see two people attached by the handcuffs of misery. I don't see a, a love that is freeing. I see an obligation that is heavy and keeps them anchored and keeps their spirits from flying. And my mom was always saying, wow, I can't believe I haven't left yet. I can't believe I didn't leave then, talking about 10, 20 years ago. I just see my mom kind of regretting her decision to stay. And this is what happens when we do not differentiate between love and attachment, or when we start to settle for the attachment because it's familiar, or whatever other external factors there are because there's a family or financial reasons, whatever reasons, we start to accept the attachment as routine, as familiar, as, well, this might be the best I'll ever get in life. And that becomes dangerous. And as much as it hurts, to leave or as much as we have an unwillingness to leave these attachments, these relationships that no longer serve us, as much as it hurts, it's the only way out. It's the only way to save yourself and future generations from exper experiencing the same attachment as you. The best thing for any mother to do, I think all mothers just have that desire to make their families work. But for me personally, I wish my mom would have left years ago because it would have set the example for me never to settle for something that is not serving me never to become accustomed to toxicity if i had witnessed my mom take that step of strength as much as it would have hurt her and killed her and cost her so many tears if i were to see her take that step and then see how that step actually turned her into the happiest version of herself that would have been the best example for me a couple years of pain to experience a lifetime of glory is so much better than a lifetime of misery because you are not taking the step to leave. And I just feel like toxic relationships are more common than people talk about. I feel like we are all at one point in our life have been in a toxic relationship or maybe we are currently in one or maybe the toxic relationships just have such highs and lows and we cling on to the hope of the high. And when it's high, we convince ourselves that it's not as bad as, as it actually is. But that's the thing about toxic relationships is that they want to catch you blindsided. They want you to think that it's not as bad. The toxicity latches on. And when it latches on, it wants you to forget that it's there so that it can stay around longer. And it makes you forget that it's there by making the highs seem like something that they're not. By giving you this illusion of happiness, this illusion of peace. And I just think us as women especially, we carry so much weight on our backs. We hold it down so much. Women are freaking amazing. We are capable of filling 10 roles at once. We can be mothers, nurturers, healers, partners, everything. We can do it all. And But because we have the capability to do that, we end up hurting more. We end up caring more than we're supposed to just because we know that we're able to and when we see a man or woman or whoever you're with who's not at the same place as you mentally we have an urge to heal them to fix them to nurture them to bring them back to life to 
okay, let me carry most of the weight so that you can work on yourself. But we don't realize how much that drains us and crushes our spirits and traps our souls and how much that keeps us from being free ourselves. We become enslaved by somebody else's chains. And as much of a gift it is to be a woman who can do it all, it is also a curse when we don't create the boundaries that provide a healthy cycle in our own lives. That's why so many women stay in abusive, toxic, dysfunctional relationships. There's just always such a strong desire to hold on, even if the only thing you're, you're holding on to is hope. And even if that hope isn't really real, even if the hope is rooted in an illusion, we'll hold on to anything we can find. If you're able to hold on through the aches and the pains and the storms and the rainy days, if you're that strong that you're able to hold on through the worst of the worst, I promise you, you are strong enough to let go. And as I'm saying this, this is a message not only to you, but also to myself. I always have an internal debate between my higher and my lower self, and I also have these urges to hold on to things that are not serving me, and it's the hardest thing to let go. But if we don't let go by choice, the universe will hurt us until we have no choice but to let go. To end this, I'm going to read something from my book dated January 3rd, 2021. Toxic attachments are not love. Love doesn't require attachments to feel secure. Toxic attachments stem from a deep-rooted history, an unwillingness to let go, a desire to hold on to what has become so familiar, so comforting, so comfortingly familiar. Toxic attachments will run you dry, leave you empty, have you wondering if this is love, when in reality, love never leaves you wondering.